His path is where we're going to make the biggest difference for others and show his kingdom the brightest is when we're on his path. I think it's a very big challenge for everybody to discern and follow that path because often it goes against what the people in society around us are showing and telling us. Take a look at my journey and listen to my testimony and how God came out in the end and changed me and others through it exponentially. And you can start by taking some small steps of faith and internalizing those, you know, keeping those inside of you. And when you get to a bigger leap, they might not be such a big leap anymore. And so I think if we give ourselves exercises in those faith, opportunities for exercise in faith and trust, we can continue to build ourselves to handle big leaps of faith and trust. If we take them, God answers. Welcome to the Experience Jesus Calling podcast. Today, we reconnect with teacher Paul Scholl, whose story we told in a previous podcast. Paul was about to embark on a journey across America on his bicycle, raising money to help at-risk children and to give away hundreds of copies of Jesus Calling. He shares with us now the amazing things that happened during the three months of his trip. My name is Paul Scholl. This is a second podcast for me with Jesus Calling. I did a podcast back in um, May of this year, 2016, and it was uh, just prior to embarking on a a big journey. I biked across to the United States. I went through the uh, the northern states and uh, started from July and biked through until very early September. And the journey was incredible in all ways and 3,900 miles, just shy of 4,000 miles. My journey was for really uh, two outside purposes and one kind of personal purpose. The two outside purposes were for a children's organization in Fargo. That was the first chronologically that I chose my reasons for riding this big journey. Children's organization in Fargo, I, I've been living in Fargo for the last seven years and was a high school math teacher there. And uh, it's called Legacy Children's Foundation. They are a uh, wonderful, wonderful support, nonprofit support uh, organization for the at-risk youth in Fargo. I chose them as one of my fundraising efforts, and uh, I'm proud to tell you post-trip that I doubled my goal. My goal was $25,000 to raise for them, and I raised over $50,000 for them through this trip. And I love to share that with people, just the effort it took on my own personal part. It was a lot of time and effort, but you know, in the end, uh, looking back, it was a lot of effort and time, but I just had so much passion behind it that it just was so easy. I really felt like God put it in my heart to ride for his purpose as well. I don't know when or how or why that happened. I just you know, woke up one day and I think I was reading my Jesus Calling devotional and it popped into my head. I thought, well, you know what? This, this is an amazing opportunity for me to make a difference. This might be the biggest opportunity in my life to make a big impact. And I thought, looking down at my book, I immediately had that idea as like, well, do, do something else. And I thought, well, God, this book has meant so much to me. Why not get that book out to other people? You know, why not fundraise and buy a whole bunch of books and leave them across the United States? 
And so that was my second goal and mission on the trip. And the second reason I rode was to basically, long story short, just leave a huge trail of books behind me of Jesus Calling devotional books. So up to this point, I've uh, raised over $20,000 and given away a little over 2,200 books. And so I'm excited to tell you that as well, because that's been an awesome feeling for me personally to give all that away. I love it. Before I went on the trip, I had a big decision to make. It looked like if all days aligned and weather aligned and uh, everything went well, which I knew it was a small chance of every day lining up that I could make the distances I needed to, that I would get there right, right near the beginning of the school year. And so I asked to get some sort of leeway there in case I didn't make it back at the beginning of the school year. That was not approved. They told me basically I needed to choose between the ride and my job. And yeah, I felt a lot of passion, but I also felt just the strongest calling I've ever felt. Once I accepted that calling, this decision to ride versus job actually became relatively easy. That was the choice I had to make. I resigned my position, and uh, it was a pretty big leap of faith by me in a financial or worldly sense because I, I didn't have a job lined up. You know, I quit my job as a teacher at, in Fargo without having a job lined up. The very first day, I'm biking along the West Coast from Florence, Oregon, up to, I don't know, 50, 60 miles up the West Coast. And I run into the only long-distance bike rider I ended up biking with was that very first day. He was riding north. His name was Doug. And I think Doug was about 60 or 65 years old. He was going solo, had all his gear on his bike just like me. And so the very first day to run into somebody and bike with them for 40 miles is pretty awesome. God was along the whole route. He put people in, in my path that needed to be put there. And so Doug was one of those people. Now I had reached a point where I didn't have any sorts of pain. Um, but uh, I did get injured once. I got injured in Montana. It was the worst spot to get injured. It was desolate and dismal. It was rough. That was my lowest point of my trip, central to eastern Montana. Um, amazing views, uh, yet so brutal on anybody trying to bike through it, and I found that out the hard way. There were definitely times at the beginning and in central Montana where I thought, this is harder than I thought, and am I going to make it? I remember that moment, and, and biking through this amazing scenery, yet mentally being just sort of depressed thinking think and, and that was a good learning moment for me too you know just like in all of our lives uh be in the present you know be in the present god is in the present you know and i got down thinking of the future we so often do that you know we think about the past and the future and not right now so along the way i i kind of put my name and message out there to towns and, and places and media sources, and they grasped onto those in quite a few places and uh, wrote stories or, or would interview me on radio or do a short news segment. You know, to be honest, it's not my personality at all <laughs> to promote myself. I don't know, but I viewed it as, you know, this is not about me and the purpose is higher than me. So I did it and uh, I, I kind of decided that, you know, people hearing my story, I could affect way more people than just the people I give books to, because I'm only going to be able to give a couple thousand of these books away. 
but if people can hear my story, whether it be in the newspaper, radio, or TV, you know, that's going to reach a lot of people. And that could lead to them saying, you know, wow, this guy's dedicated 4,000 miles and three months to writing for this book and this children's organization. Man, there's so there are so many people, so many God moments from other people helping and encouraging me, you know, just in general. Just the in general sense of people, amazing love and grace I found out there poured onto me. It was amazing. I met Ruby's at a gas station. She was the attendant at, I think, like Hood River, Oregon, or somewhere in Oregon there along the Columbia River. And I came in at about 10.30 at night, uh, later than I hoped to, into a town. And I stopped at the gas station to get a little bite to eat. And, and what was really cool, what was really cool was when I started, she asked me, you know, what are you doing? And, and I started to describe what I was doing and what I was writing for. And when I started talking about Jesus Calling, her eyes and excitement just lit up. So I said, well, could I give you some books? That's what my mission is, is to give books away. And she she paused and just said, I would love that. I would love that. And and so I gave her three books, one to her and two for her sons. And she emailed me a few weeks later. And it's one of the most meaningful parts of this whole thing. Basically, the email said what a blessing that had been for her to receive those books. So that was really inspirational. Another example might be in, in Michigan. We crossed paths, and uh, Nancy is her name, and outside the grocery store, and she said, what are you doing? And I described it and started describing a little bit more, and she said, well, where are you staying? And I said, well, down at this uh, state forest campground, you know, another five, eight miles down the road. And she kind of paused, and she said, well, come stay with us. Here I was in the late evening. I was grungy, dirty, sweaty, gross, you know, looking kind of guy with uh looked like I had been on the road for many days which is what I had been so a little rough looking and uh here she invites me and she's known me for five minutes and she said come stay with my husband and I and and so I did and just the blessing to me it was just amazing ended up her husband was a pastor to two churches there so we obviously connected well with the Jesus Calling book purpose and ended up sending him a couple cases of books to give to his congregations and so you know, I love to think about Knob and Way, Michigan, having, getting to know this Jesus Calling book. The last week, I suppose that was from probably, you know, there's such small states up there, eastern New York to Maine. And I went from, just to describe the route, uh, New York up through Vermont and New Hampshire and then to Maine. And that was probably about the last week. And uh, I tell people that that was the most beautiful area of the whole ride. I absolutely love that area, and I, I can't wish for any better ending. That last week was amazing. Amazing weather, amazing people, amazing views, and an amazing feeling of where I was and what I had done behind me. And I also tell people just how sad I started to get. Internally, I was, I was sad. I was bummed that this was ending. And I started counting down the days and I thought, no, this has been such an incredible journey. A few days away from my last couple days, I hear from a guy named Mike Robertson on Facebook. And he said, I heard what you're doing. I think it's tremendous. I'm a biker. I heard it from my pastor. I've taken two days off from work and I'd love to finish your trip with you. And I thought, wow, this guy doesn't know me at all and uh, he's taken work off to come join me and I said heck yeah I'd love it 
so Mike Robertson, Mike and I absolutely struck up a great friendship right away and he's one of those people along the trip that are one of those meaningful people along my trip and who I'll take with me forever. I think Mike was God riding alongside me there for a couple days. Uh, he was a great presence to bring me in the last two days. I wouldn't ask for anybody else to ride. He felt inspired by my trip. He's, he is uh, legally blind and uh, a bike rider. He is going to bike across the United States next summer for an organization in Maine who helps people with seeing and vision problems. So I think that's just amazing that he's going to basically do what I did, but yet he's legally blind. Incredible. Since I've been back, I've heard from a few people. I'd pull into a town and someone would host me or someone would randomly host me, like the people in Michigan, like I mentioned earlier. And the, the relationship that was formed within 12 hours was terrific. It was just incredible. I just love these people at the bottom of my heart for what they did for me along my trip. Coming off the trip and, and being done now is um, it's sobering a little bit. You know, I quit my job as a teacher at, in Fargo without having a job lined up on the back end, on the, the back side of the trip. It was the, easily the, the biggest leap of faith I've had to take in, in my life so far was that decision there. And it all worked out. I found a teaching position down in my hometown, Fergus Falls, Minnesota, and I am teaching there now. Think God answered that leap of faith. Paul continues to share his story with others and is already dreaming about where God may call him next. He encourages everyone to seek their own personal journey with God and to be open to venture out to where he might be leading. I think you can often find God and his presence most outside of your box, outside of your comfort zone, in those moments where you are having to trust and taking a leap of faith. That was my third reason for riding, was my own personal faith kind of pilgrimage and journey, was I wanted to do this you know, alone and to take that leap of faith and put myself in that position to experience that trust and faith at a, you know, a really high level. And so I think if we have those opportunities, you're gonna grow closer to God than you may in anything. By taking those leaps of faith, not necessarily physical, they can be in other forms, but if you, if you do it, just how much you'll grow from it and what a greater, great, even greater connection and trust in God that you'll have. Our featured passage for today's show comes from the September 25th entry of the Jesus Calling audiobook. Pour all of your energy into trusting me. It is through trust that you stay connected to me, aware of my presence. Every step on your life journey can be a step of faith. Baby steps of trust are simple for you. You can take them with almost unconscious ease. Giant steps are another matter altogether. Leaping across chasms in semi-darkness, scaling cliffs of uncertainty, trudging through the valley of the shadow of death. These feats require sheer concentration as well as utter commitment to me. Each of my children is a unique blend of temperament, giftedness, and life experiences. Something that is a baby step for you may be a giant step for another person and vice versa. Only I know the difficulty or ease of each segment of your journey. 
Beware of trying to impress others by acting as if your giant steps are only baby ones. Do not judge others who hesitate in trembling fear before an act that would be easy for you. If each of my children would seek to please me above all else, fear of others' judgments would vanish as would attempts to impress others. Focus your attention on the path just ahead of you and on the one who never leaves your side. Hear more great stories about the impact Jesus Calling is having all over the world. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling podcast on iTunes. We value your reviews and comments so we can reach even more people with the message of Jesus Calling. And if you have your own story to share, we'd love to hear from you. Visit JesusCalling.com to share your story today.